You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you have been enjoying the last two games for the Dallas Cowboys. They are undefeated in the all-important month of December. They are 2-0 through their three-game road trip, hopefully getting that third dub on Sunday against the New York Giants. But that game will happen on Sunday. Today is Tuesday, which means it is time for our weekly roundtable here at Blog and the Boys. You can watch us live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. You can, of course, catch the rewatch. Please do subscribe there. You can always listen on the Blog and the Boys podcast network where you can hear a number, really all of our fantastic voices here. Uh, starting uh, in clockwise order here at the 12 o'clock position, we have Dan Rogers. You can hear on Tuesday and Thursdays on Dallas Cowboys Roundup on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network on Twitter at DannyPhantom24. I believe he climbed down the chimney uh, to be on tonight's roundtable based on the background that he has going on. Top right corner, we have the professor, Aiden Davis, done with final exams. Congratulations to you, Aiden. Uh, hardworking student you have been. Uh, but nobody cares about that, but everybody cares about your Cowboys takes. Aiden is on Twitter at Aiden2, or excuse me, 1214. That um, has thrown people off. Today's actually 1214, Aiden. So today is the day of your uh, of your Twitter handle. Uh, underneath him, we have Tony Catalina, who had a steak and cheese for dinner tonight. Wanted everybody to know. Told me he didn't put any salt or pepper on it. Just straight up, no seasoning. Uh, Tony sometimes is a salt of the earth kind of guy. On Twitter at Tony underscore Catalina. In our six o'clock position, the OG the uh, the watcher uh, for you know pertaining to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man No Way Home does come out this weekend of course Tom Ryle on Twitter at Tom Ryle BTB bottom left um, you know the 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 nicest guy in town what can we say you can hear him on Jersey Boys two minute warning you know him all over from Chop Sports a growing rising sports empire it is Dave Sturcio on Twitter at Dave Sturcio I will start with you Sturch what is your favorite thing to eat this time of year and if you say steak and cheese you're out of here favorite time to eat this time of favorite year thing to eat come on man favorite come thing okay i'm all over the place already it's been a it's been a night um uh, favorite thing to eat this time of year I don't know. I'm still sticking with my Italian stuff, man. Give me, give me my baked ziti all day long. Nobody knows what that is. Um, oh my god! <laughs> uh, nobody knows what that is. Dan, you are feeling festive. Uh, it's a great tree behind you. Does your house have lights on it? Um, no, mm. it does not. I'm with you. So don't it's, don't feel bad. My tree, my tree has lights on it. What time do you turn the tree off? Like on a given day, like you going all the way like to bedtime. You got an automatic timer situation. You Kevin McAllister. What's going on? Uh, you know, my wife's in charge of that. And I will say that when it goes off, you know, probably around 10 o'clock, but it doesn't go off every night. I, I'm sad to admit 
Mm, sorry about that, uh, Dan. Uh, some commenters already joining us. Link Hellfield says baked ZD Phi, I think. Uh, I don't know, Sturge. That's a, that's a you thing. Uh, I mean, Carlo- I don't know what Phi means. But- Ca- Carlos Valenzuela says tamales and menudo. I can vouch for that meal. Uh, it is incredible. Craig English with a couple of fire emojis. I believe blue 365 says, yo, uh, we've got a lot of people ready to discuss how the Cowboys are potentially going to secure the NFC East this weekend. Of course, uh, not a final formality thing. They are already effectively NFC East champions, but uh, they can just about tie a bow on it with a win on Sunday against the Giants and a, a loss from Washington would certainly go a long way at helping them. Uh, DFWAV Geek 521, by the way, says enchiladas. Uh, so some Mexican food, um, you know, been had. A lot of people had uh, dinner thoughts here, Tony. Uh, pot roast and beer is what Ryan Carlton had. Do you, uh, does that cleanse your palate? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't need a mutually exclusive, but I like them both individually. Okay, uh, Sadika Charles, by the way, Sturge says, at Dave, you are my kind of guy. Hi, at blogging the boys. You know what? We'll get the night started. Uh, 50 points to Sturge in the race for tonight's uh, winner here on the roundtable. Sturge is playing to the crowd. What can you say? I mean, Tom, you, oh, better, uh, you better step your game up. Uh, Tom, I will start with you. Mark Sotelo says, victory week. Has it felt like one to you? Because um, it hasn't to a lot of people. Yeah, I- Believe me, we need to celebrate every win, especially, as you said, coming into December when when right now the games really count. And there's a ton of teams trying to get into the playoffs. Others are playing for playoff positions. And thank you to the Los Angeles Rams because all of a sudden, who knows where the Cowboys could wind up in the seating at this point. Um you know, a lot of things are happening. Uh, understand Aaron Rodgers is having trouble with his toe. So we may be not as stuck in the four seat as we think we are. And for that, I am very grateful for the win last Sunday. Um, I wasn't as disappointed in it because I didn't, you know, yeah, they let the, 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 the football team get a little bit back into it in the end, but I never felt really uncomfortable that they were going to lose that thing. Mm. Uh, Aiden, first game for you with finals in the rearview mirror. It's always a comfortable time. You're staying up late. You're, you know, I don't know, your war zoning, something like that. I mean, you know, well, well in the rearview mirror for me. Um, so you get to sit back and enjoy and relax and watch your favorite team. Did they deliver in a way that made you feel satisfied? No, I mean, I think that's the argument. I don't think anybody's really satisfied with this game, but I think it's an argument of how much do you value a win versus how good the team looks. I mean, I'm at this point, I'm really and I'm going to use the word I'm panicking about the offense because I'm not a hundred percent that they're going to get back to what they once were now. And so, yeah, it wasn't fun to watch, but yet a win's a win. Um, Dan, do you feel that way? Cause a lot of people are, 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 you know, harping on the last thing Aiden said, a win is a win. Quit being upset. You guys don't know how to enjoy life. They won. This team won. Why are you poking and prodding at what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, we want bigger things. And I think that we have to be satisfied on some degree with some of the things that happen. Obviously, you know, a road win against, you know, a division rival, that's a big thing. Uh, Also, too, we have to be really happy about the, the way the defense is playing. So while there are areas to be concerned, you know, we definitely, um, we gotta, we gotta enjoy this a little bit. 
Mm. Um, okay. Or we could panic, you know, one way or the other. Uh, Tony, you are our resident panicker. Sadiqa Charles says, I'm not panicking. Our offense will be okay. Is the offense going to be okay, Tony? Do you feel that way? I do. I do feel like there's enough time in the season that they, they can kind of right the ship a little bit. I mean, obviously, it, the fact is what it is. I mean, Dak's struggling a little bit. The offense is not clicking for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, they're not on the same page with the wide receivers or maybe he doesn't trust the protection or maybe it just is, you know, getting back to the, the, the basics of doing, you know, the little things right. And um, I, yeah, there is a lot to work on and you know, it's, it's a confusing feeling to be happy about a win, but at the same time concerned about some things with the playoffs down the, down the road. But I do think there's plenty of time and I do think the talent is there to turn and write the ship. All right. Show of hands. Uh, so this is terrible for the podcast audience, but I'll say it out loud. Uh, because I imagine the answer is five or below on a one. I think that's a retail store, by the way, five or below. Um, that's, uh, thank you for the head nods, uh, everybody. Uh, but uh, on a scale of one to ten, how would you grade Dak Prescott's performance since the Broncos game? Again, you know, we're talking a, a, a large sample here. It's no longer one game, two games, you know, whatever. Um, show of hands. Put your hand up in front of the camera what you would grade him. Again, I, I imagine it's, it's if, you, if it is higher than five, you can use two hands. Uh, let's see. Dan Rogers is at five. I'm going to try to go in descending order. As is Tony Catalina, uh, Sturch and Tom are both at four. Aiden coming in hard off the top rope with the two. Aiden, I will throw it to you. Dak Prescott has been awful as of late. Um, how unpredictable was this? How surprised should we be? How disappointed should we be? I mean, your, your overall thoughts on, on where we're at with Dak Prescott. So I'll start it off encouraging. Every quarterback goes through a slump. I think as Cowboys fans, we tend to have tunnel vision with this team. But what we're not realizing is Matthew Stafford has had a long stretch where he didn't look good. Josh Allen had a stretch where he didn't look good. Lamar Jackson up to the injury didn't look great. And then Patrick Mahomes all season, the Chiefs offense is averaging 23 points when they're not playing the Raiders. And so every every quarterback goes through slumps. And so it's not, this isn't. Link the, says this is beyond a slump though, Aiden. Yeah. And that's what I was, that's what I was getting to. If this continues through the rest of the season, a, we're not going to beat the Cardinals, which means we're essentially locked into the four seed. And then you're playing the Rams in the first round. And I have zero confidence that this team can beat the Rams if the offense doesn't pick up. And so that's how I feel about things. Uh, Dan, you were at a five. Um, so you have the high. I'm not at a five, just to be clear. Uh, so you have the highest confidence of the group. Uh I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're supremely confident at the moment or, or, or feeling great at the moment, but you are seemingly feeling better about this than any of us are. Why? I mean, j beyond the fact that Dak has been Dak before. I mean, and I, I think that's the hope, right? Is everybody saying if he can just get back to it? We had a comment a little while ago uh, from Mark that said if Dak can get back to his old self, hello, SoFi, which is obviously where the Super Bowl is uh, this year. Do you think that's possible? Is is it possible this is more than a slump, as Link said, Dan? Um. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Dak is playing. Dak is making some great throws. It's. I mean, I don't look at Dak as as a liability. I mean, it. This last game was as close as that as you know he's been. But to me, I still I still think Dak plays well for parts of the game. So I don't think he's terrible. Um, but and I guess the the, the big thing is. Obviously, there's something wrong with Dak, and that needs to be corrected. 
Otherwise, we do got big problems because the Cowboys aren't going to be able to win playoff games with Dak playing like this. But, I mean, I don't think he's just been playing absolute trash. He plays well at times. The Cowboys do well at times. It's just that he's having some consistency issues. And to me, I, I think it's all about the calf. And I, I do think he can get there, and we still got we still got time. Mm. Uh, Sturch, I would say that the Washington performance was the most trash-like that Dak has been. If you ever wanted to call a performance of his trash – I mean, that would be the one, I think, certainly, uh, you know, near the, he was, I can't remember a time Dak was the reason the Cowboys either lost or almost lost, like was the case uh, a couple of days ago. Where are you at, Sturge? Uh, I was at the, I was at a four um, and it, 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 you know, stats don't lie and he hasn't been lighting up the scoreboard and he has been making some real, real tough decisions uh, when you're looking at it from afar as a fan or a, a member of the media. Uh, you know, that interception, that pick six, the one that, you know, he basically placed in the linebacker's chest. It just and for him to say he didn't see him or, or somebody said he didn't see him. And I was just like, man, that's a that's a piss poor, you know, excuse for that or reasoning behind that. Um, but I know the ability is there. You know what I mean? We all know the ability is there. We all saw what he started to do in the beginning of this season. We all said uh, the ankles behind him. He's lighting up the scoreboard. He's got the air under the ball. He's doing his thing. Jerry Jones went on record today and said, "This is a sl- it's fair to say it's a slump, right? And when your owner comes out and says that, I know that Dak is going to do the Jordan, right, and say, I took that personally. I think this is the fire that he needs, and I think this Giants team is the opponent that he needs to get right, to get flown again, and, and to just keep making, making strides towards getting better and getting back to his normal self because, look, we all saw what Justin Herbert just did, you know what I mean? And, and I know for a fact, and I'm in my heart of hearts, I think that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. So if he gets right, it's going to be this week. I, I was panicked over the last couple of weeks, but I firmly believe that, you know, again, I'm the first one to ride and die with Dak Prescott. I'm the last one that's going to say, like, you know, it's all about Dak Prescott. This is a team game, and if you watched some of the uh, the clips that they showed on the, the pregame speech, He's got this team behind him. You saw the fight they put up, Zeke and Collins fighting for their guy. They all still believe in Dak Prescott. And I think it's time for Cowboys Nation to just kind of say, all right, you know what? This is a bad one. This is a bad slump. It's a bad stretch of games. But here we are. We have one month of football to play. And I think he corrects everything. Tom, um, kind of spinning off of that, um, because I I trust your words more than anybody in the world on any subject, uh, to be frank. Um, We have reached a point. There's something I've been saying over the last – couple of days on some different shows we we reached some point between Dak's injury and now where if you criticize him at all it's you didn't believe you you know get out of here you you were never on board with this whatever he's he's reached you know and and we do that right we elevate people um as Cowboys fans and, and we put them in this sort of untouchable zone where we're willing to make up for them and some of those makeups are justified and some of them are, are a little bit friendly um and nobody has has come out you know, publicly at least, and put any responsibility on Dak. Mike McCarthy's always kind of, I don't want to say fallen on the sword, but he's gone to bat for his guy. Every teammate, to start this point, goes to bat for Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones is kind of the first guy today, I want to through the fan, to, to put some accountability on Dak Prescott. I, I kind of think that that's a little bit necessary at this point. Yeah, and we're all at the mercy of Dak. Uh, what's going on seems to be happening between the ears with him right now. Uh as as Dave Halpern put in an article, it's like if he has too much time, he starts overthinking, he starts tightening up with his throws or something. You know, 
maybe they need to just come out and run him up tempo for a few series and get him back to where he's making faster throws. That's, yeah, and he's best at two minute stuff. warnings. Shout out to the show, two minute warning, by the way. Yeah, and I just I would I would love to see them uh get right against the Giants because as was mentioned, it's a great game for them to get good because I don't think the Giants are much of a threat. I think the Cowboys defense is going to eat them alive. And it's it's kind of bad because we're we're at the mercy of Dak getting right at this moment, and and there's nothing that anybody can do about it except really I think him with some help from Kellen Moore maybe calling a smarter game plan because let's face it Kellen Moore has been off his game for a bit and I don't know why uh, so we're going to have to just wait and see and accept that we can't do anything about it and and hope that they can pull it out. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, maybe he can do an Eli Manning and and Tom, you know have a deep Tom, play playoff Tom, run, Tom. even though he's not playing at the awful. top of his game. Tom, that is sacrilege, and we're not going to do that again. Awful yeah. analogy <laughs> to to point to Eli Manning as a source of optimism. Tom, just you know, yeah. But uh, you can ride, neg- negative sixty four points for Tom. So <laughs> but they could uh, they could ride right. this defense a long way, and Dak just has to get playing. Average, I think, in this team can go away. Tony, we have a cry for help. First of all, a big thank you to Jaime Vasquez for the super chat tonight. Jaime, you rule. Thank you for being part of the stream. But, Tony, we'll put this on your shoulders. Uh, Jaime says, I've always been a Dak stand. Is he trending to Romo or Wentz? Losing confidence by the week. Help. Help wait. out, Jaime. Tony. Wait, wait. You know, it's to me, I always look at the way, you know, Dak has played. I mean, historically, we've always talked about the Cowboys and at least during his era that even if everything was going wrong, Dak Prescott was always the one that could you know, give us a fighting chance. He was always the one that found a way to to keep us in games that we had no business being in. Like, you know, Dak Prescott has been the source of points. He's been the source of uh, feel good, honestly, from the rest of the team. Everybody kind of looks at him like he's a he's a bona fide leader. He's a uh, he's a top he's a top tier quarterback in my eyes, and um, I think many of us would agree with that. I mean, it, I think um, I, I think it might have been Aiden. I don't know exactly who it was, but p- mentioned that every you know every quarterback has had a little slump, had a little run. I mean, this is just how it goes. I mean, for once we have a breath of fresh air, we could say Dak can figure it out and has a defense that are going to keep us in games. As long as he's not doing the, the type of interceptions he did at late in the Washington game, we're going to have a fighting chance against anybody just by the way this defense is playing. And I can say that I have full confidence he's going to turn this around, but the only time I ever had a little bit, just a little bit of, of worry in my pit of my stomach was the look on his face after that pick. After that pick six, they panned to him on the sideline. They just looked like a deer in the headlights type of look. And I'm mm. just like, I've never seen that from Dak Prescott before. It's it's almost kind of like, where'd this kid come from? Like, how did I mean? And I know he's going high to low. I know it was a play they can't they hit early on in the game, and they he was looking CD first, and then when it get down to his progression, the you know the window closed on him quick, but. I just I haven't seen that from Dak. So as a whole, I think they're going to get to a game plan. Him and Kellen Moore, you both have a lot to prove over the last month or two. They've both had their own issues and transgressions. I could just see it. To, to answer his the, to the, the the viewer's question, he's we don't have to worry about that. Dak is going to you know write the ship because history has shown us that he is able to make plays and and this is you know he's this is more the uh, the exception than the rule as as far as his career has been. 
Mm, I think that's well said. Great job um, responding with help, Tony. You could be an EMT um, in a different life, certainly. Um, red solo cup from Tony tonight. Big, big night for Tony. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, you know what? 50 points for Tony. It's a generous night. Season of giving. Um, we have a question here, Aiden, from Nicholas Azadian, who says, so question, what makes you feel better? A win over the Giants, a blowout, another one over the team with no name. When do we feel better? I don't know. I'm sure you do, Aiden, if you know the answer to that. But I would like you to maybe try to help people feel better uh, from a diagnosis standpoint. I think the first step towards feeling better is understanding what the issue is. Dan said he believes it's the calf. Obviously, that's kind of the, the intersection of where things have changed for him this season. But Aiden, as he always does, worked up something fantastic for us at Blog of the Voice. Tom, you mentioned Dave Halpern, uh, the godfather of Blog of the Voice, wrote about it at the site. Everybody can go check it out at blogofthevoice.com. But if you're with us now or if you're catching the rewatch, if you're listening to the podcast, I would encourage you to jump to the video so Aiden can explain this. This is about the 20-minute mark, uh, just to help you out as far as fast-forwarding is concerned. Aiden, go ahead. The floor is yours. So there is encouragement in that we obviously have been piling on the deck lately. and rightfully so. has. None of us have been piling on, to be clear. But to be fair, the offense hasn't been giving him much help. So what we know, and you can read this mostly from – Dave's article is great, and he contextualizes it perfectly. Teams aren't blitzing Dak anymore. The average blitz percentage from the bye week was 37%. It's now fallen to about 18%. It got to as low as during the during the Saints game, it was like 4%. So teams aren't blitzing Dak anymore. And somehow they're getting pressures. Four more pressures a game than what we saw before the bye week. So that means that the offensive line isn't helping him out because their teams aren't sending a blitz a blitz and they're still getting to Dak. And then you get to the receivers, the drop pass percentage has gone from 2.5% before the bye week. And now it's at one out of every roughly 10 passes are being dropped by his receivers. So the offensive line isn't giving him much help. His receivers aren't giving him much help. We know that the run game's also not giving him much help. But then you also get to the fact that Dak overall is less accurate. His deep ball is less accurate. His um, completion percentage after the play action pass is less accurate. His overall passing ability is less accurate. And the issue is that he's not throwing it as deep. So it would be more justifiable if Dak was airing it out every play and he wasn't as accurate. But he's actually getting more conservative. His yards per attempt has dropped by about two yards for every attempt. And so... It's worrisome from Dak's perspective, from what Dak's doing, but the offense around him isn't doing much to help him out either. Mm. Dan, um, how do you feel? Do you do you feel better? Uh, Michael D says in the comment section, thank you, this whole offense is off. It's not only Dak. I think we all would have agreed with that, by the way. Um, but does this, I mean, you're going to sleep better tonight, Dan? You know, do, do you feel indifferent? I mean, how do you feel? Well, you know, I think there are, multiple things going on. You know, for me, I think that, you know, when, when it comes to the calf, I, I really think that Dak does not want to miss miss any games. He does not want to re-injure his calf. So I think there's a lot to be said for how he's playing without putting extra weight. I mean, honestly, with, with a pick, for example, I think a healthy Dak makes that throw off his back foot to Schultz with no problem. But now, I think that teams are, after the Denver game, teams are realizing that, you know, we can we could actually challenge him. And so you're seeing different things happen. And 
honestly, it's it's really just going to come down with Dak, you know, getting confidence. You know, if you look at you know his one of his best throws was when he thought he had a free play. You know, when that when Biotish uh, had that worm burner snap to him, and he just picked it up and launched it to I think it was Gallup. Uh, so I mean, I think when when Gap, Dak starts to realize that, you know, he can trust his his calf and starts, you know, just believing in himself that I think some of these things will go away. Mm. Um, I like the the optimism uh, that you guys share. Um, Mitchell Green, by the way, says, are you really going to blame Dak for four times as many drops? To your point, Aiden, not getting any help. Um, okay, you guys might have seen me writing something down um, as Dan was finishing his answer. Dan, I was totally listening, but I was preparing myself for our next and final segment. Not that we're about to get out of here early, but I'm kind of surprising everybody here, including our uh, fantastic and handsome panelists, uh, because I did prep them for something else, but I am, of course, incorporating a bit of a twist. So the question at hand, and I would like our commenters to be ready for this, is which three Cowboys do you trust the most? All of these guys should have done their homework and come up with a list of three, but they should have also known that like Big Brother, like Survivor, like The Amazing Race, you expect the unexpected. So the twist tonight, gentlemen, is that we are going to draft these players. So when one player is taken, they cannot be taken once again. I have determined an order by random draw, and by that I mean I just made it up off the top of my head. So Sturge, you will be going first. We're moving you around. Dan, you will be going second. We're moving you around. Aiden, you will be going third. Thank you for being there. Tony, you will be going fourth. Tom, you are at the caboose because you had the bad answer a little while ago. So it's really your fault for messing that up. Dan, you have your hand raised. I, I have a question. Is Are we drafting for 2021 only? Yeah, we're talking right now. I mean, just the okay. state of the team right now. But the final twist for Tony and Tom cussing me out there at the back of the line is we are snaking this thing around. So Tom, you get to double up and come back. Tony, you get to double, not quite double up, but you get my point. So Aiden, you're right in the middle. Perfect spot to be. You're welcome, professor. All right. Everybody understand the rules. Anybody have any questions like Dan did? That was a great job. 30 points to Dan, by the way, for the question. No, everybody's good. Great podcasting happening here, guys. Sturch, you have the lead as far as points for tonight to be tonight's winner. Who is the Dallas Cowboy you trust the most? Remember, be strategic because you're not picking for a while here. Oh, then I'm going to pick the the one guy that's probably worth right now more than the next one, two, three, four, eight picks, and that's Micah Parsons. I mean, like, Micah Parsons, okay, hundred percent. Like he's he's the obvious leader on this team. He's now in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. He, he's just he's a game wrecker. He's fast. His motor never stops. Like this is the guy that's going to make everybody around him better. Meaning. When you have a good rush on that quarterback, those corners, they don't have to cover as long. Those linebackers can get better assignments. Like, Micah Parsons is the reason why this defense has gelled so fast, and he's a rookie, and that's the craziest part about all this. Mm. Uh, it's a great pick, Sturge. I think it's the pick. I think he's the best player on the team right now. By the way, our loyal viewers, you are going to help me decide who wins tonight, all right? That's what's going to happen. You're going to help me decide. After we're done, we'll put everybody's list together. You can grade. You can make fun of. You can do whatever you want. We will decide who tonight's winner is. Sturch off to a great start with Micah Parsons. Dan Rogers on Twitter at DannyPhantom24. The question asker, who is the Dallas Cowboy that you trust the most that is not Micah Parsons? Well, since Sturch stole the pick. Oh. Um, what do you mean stole? Yeah. It was his right. Uh, 
I know. It's Dan, it's if you don't watch thing. it, I'll I'll bump Tom up and I'll kick you all the way to the end here. So <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> no. Um, I'm gonna go with the player that would have been number one probably a month ago for the last three seasons. Um, and I'm gonna say Zach Martin. Mm. I mean, as far as trust goes, I mean, you know, you you could always count on Martin to play at a high level. You know, he's extremely good at what he does. Uh, you know, health-wise, it is, you know, he, he is older, and now, he, you know, he'll, he is getting hurt more. But, you know, the guy is, is extremely tough. I mean, I mean, he was back out there on Sunday, even after getting hurt. So, I, I – I, and Zach, I trust. Okay. So we've got Micah Parsons. We've got Zach Martin off the board. Everybody's answers are being recorded. Nobody panic. Um, these are great picks. Uh, Link does say, Dan, Zach's health is just questionable. If, like, does that affect your answer? Are you factoring that in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I am. But, you know, he he's out there. He plays. I mean, everybody's health almost is questionable except for all these young younglings. But, uh so, but he, he's so good that it's, I mean, I wouldn't take him over Micah. Mm. Okay. Uh, well said. All right, Aiden, you are up. Micah Parsons, Zach Martin off the board. Yeah, I'm asking a late question. So we are taking into account health and how much we trust him to get through the season? Normally, I would penalize somebody for a late question, but that's a really good one. <laughs> yes, we are. We're factoring in all the overall picture as far as who they are. Who do you trust? All right. If we take into account health, I'm I'm doing it. I'm taking Amari Cooper. I know. Wow. I know. Every might have gotten him on the turn, Aiden. That's a bold. Pick. I know. But here's the thing. Everybody, I bet the comments all going to say you should have taken CD. CD's the guy, of course. Well, Amari Cooper, in my for my in my opinion, has been a much better receiver than CD this year. He's just not getting the credit on social media that CD is. In terms of passer rating when targeted, Amari's having the best season of his career at 128. CD's down at 91.1. He has one drop on the year. The sole drop coming in is the Broncos. He's sure-handed. He gets yards after the catch. I think Amari Cooper has been amazing this year, and I think CD's overshadowed him. So I'm taking Amari. You know what, Aiden? This is such a great pick. We have, I would say we have all, but I've been the only one. All you criminals have tried to trade Amari Cooper, have tried to cut Amari Cooper. It only costs $6 million in the offseason to move on from him. We'll pay Michael Gallup, whatever. He's quiet. Who cares? He disappears on the road. 38 points uh, for uh, for Aiden because 38 is 19 times 2, and so 19 for Amari, 19 for Aiden. Great job there, Aiden. And you take into account the fact that Amari Cooper's really always on the field. He's going to play throughout, so... Mm. Uh, Jaime says CD dropping passes as of late. I believe blue 365 does say a plus pick uh, for you, Aiden. So great job again. I'm not, I, I gotta be honest, maybe not the wisest, you know, way to play in this game. I do think he might've been there on the way back unless Tony or Tom are, are, are of the same line of thinking. Maybe they are. Who knows? Tony, what do you got? Uh, Michael Parsons, Zach Martin, Amari Cooper off the board. I'm going to go with the, the the leader of the defense. I'm going to go with somebody that we miss severely and somebody that I trust every time he's on the field. I don't care what the social media says. Demarcus Lawrence, he's somebody wow. that is gives you 100% effort all the time. Aiden's the analytical numbers guy. He'll tell you, and I think he has told us exactly what he brings to this defense. I don't care about the sack numbers. He's averaging damn near six 
six pressures a game at this point. Nobody plays the run game like him. And beyond a freak accident that happened in practice, this guy would be an absolute monster on this defense. The fact that he's out there now at the perfect time for the home stretch, I trust him to make sure that if if this defense even feels themselves a little bit too much, he's going to get everybody in line. And he's just that the the exact mental chip that I want on that defense. And he just brings that edge. Does anybody think it's silly? I don't. Uh, that Tony picks somebody who's played three games this season. Not at all. Not at all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Not at all. You're going to go to bat for your, uh, your what is it, uh, Penne whiskey guy or whatever. Paisan. <laughs> so you agree, Sturge. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're saying Demarcus Lawrence is really a top four I, like, I love what Tank brings to the field, man. Like you said, the, the sack numbers are not always there, and people always harp on that. But, like, when he's on the field, he makes everybody better, man. He just takes the pressure off the rest which I'm assuming, you know, within the next two, three picks, the other guy's going to go. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. that that defensive line is 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 star-driven when Lawrence is on the field. Nicholas Azadian with a great point here on the stream says, we're not talking about who's better, but who do we trust okay, more? Nick, Tony, I, I don't want to speak for you, Tony, but I have to believe that that was a factor in your decision. Absolutely. I mean, I like I said, I – when he's out there, he is just absolutely um, the heart and soul of that defense, and I love everything he brings. It was an easy pick for me. Okay, Tom, you are up. And I want to be clear here, Tom, because you obviously have back-to-back picks, but who you pick first is a first-round pick. All right, who you pick second is not. So, I mean, you know, be careful here because you're putting somebody in an exclusive club and you're leaving somebody out of it. We have Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, Amari Cooper, Demarcus Lawrence off the board. Where are you going and why? Well, based on what they've done this year and kind of quietly, some people are noticing it, but some people are overlooking it. I'm going with Jaron Curse. He Whoa. has been outstanding as a safety and just has solidified the secondary so much. Uh, best safety the Cowboys had in two decades or more uh, and at a bargain price. I mean, the guy is just playing lights out. Uh People are not really throwing in his direction uh, when he's when he's in co- when he's doing coverage. He's coming up and making plays at the line, and he hasn't missed a snap as far as I know. He is just he is just doing incredibly well. And if you want to say somebody's going to show up and give us a good game, Jaron Curse is right there with anybody. Uh, first of all, Tom, uh, comment of the night here. 
uh, might have come from Cowboys wins that Tom is about to say Cooper. Run. <laughs> uh, so uh, that did not happen. Um, so that we are very clear. The first round, gentlemen, Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, Amari Cooper, Demarcus Lawrence, J. Ron Curse. Uh, Dan, who are you most surprised is on this list? Uh, J. Ron. Oh. I, I, to me, that's a reach. Oh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he has two picks in a row. But oh but, no! But to your point, Dan, he he put J. Ron in this club. Tom did that in, in full sound mind. He did this. J. Ron deserves to be on the list when as we get done. But I don't think he deserves to be ahead of others. Some other guy. Uh, Aiden, who are you and? I'll, you, I know you have to be strategic here. You're not sure, sure your cards, but who are you most surprised is not on this list? Oh, die, you're giving stuff away. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> almost tipping his pick. I don't. Hey think guys, yeah, hey, I, you know I, why don't I, I you, you do the answering and the analyzing? I'll do the hosting and the jumping around. All right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it's Leighton Vanderush, and that should be talking. <laughs> <next pick. laughs> Nicely done. No, Nicely done, well Aiden. I think we all know. There's one guy who's. We'll probably be taken next by Tom. Okay. No, maybe Tom, not. Uh, <laughs> no, no guarantee. Tom, yeah. Cam Kayanta, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Cam says, Curse is a tone setter. There is value. And I think you're right, Tom. I, and I, I, we all agree with you. He's he's underrated, perennially underrated. He is, you know, worth far more than I think the average Cowboys fan is willing to give him as far as a line of credit is concerned. This is a little bit of a reach, though. But but you know what? You it, it is the holiday season, Tom. What you did, you just baked a a, a, a big old case of cookies, and you took them to J. Ron Curse. So good for you, Tom. I'm proud of you. Who's your second pick, and why? Yeah, it's and I'm once again. I think I'm going in a different direction than a lot of people here. Uh, I'm going on offense, and I'm saying Dalton Schultz. If you want a guy that you can depend on every game to come in. <laughs> What's wrong, Dave? Unsung heroes here. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's I. As, you know, you asked you asked the question specifically. Who do you trust? I trust point. Dalton Schultz to show up to play his game to be a reliable target for for Dak to get the job done. You know, I just I, I love the guy, and that that's my second pick. As long as they don't ask him to block, Schultz is the guy. <laughs> if we were drafting the most surprising players of this year tom, tom would be killing it <laughs> tom it's a rough night for you on the oh stream man uh but you know what tom right now you're you're the guy in you know my my cousin very very infamously in our fantasy league of record took felix jones with his first round pick one year right now it's kind of who you are you know what i mean now that it didn't work out for him hopefully it does for you uh, but, uh, you know, interesting, um, interesting strategy to say the least. So, uh, Tom, your picks so far, uh, we have, uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm getting the banner here properly set. If you, we're now at the point where you guys or Tom at least has multiple. You have J Ron curse and Delton Schultz. I can, I would have never put this together as a possible combination by anybody. No, no. Um, yeah, not, not with their first and second round picks at least. And Tony's about well, to clean up on the defensive line. Go ahead, yeah. Tony, hit him with it. Tony, <laughs> you or Tom, finish it up. Yeah, I'm leaning on health too, you know, because there's there's some people I would have picked except for the fact they've missed a bunch of games. Okay. All right. You know, that's fair. It's, hey, you know, Tom, Tom does not grade on a curve. We'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> Tony, you are up. You took Demarcus Lawrence in the first round. 
Just so you know, Tony, J. Ron Curse and Dalton Schultz are off the board. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you know, so the kind of pref- to kind of set this up, I feel like Minnesota after the Eagles took Jalen Rager and left Justin <laughs> Jefferson the there. So. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm sitting wow. there, I'm laughing at him, and I'm gonna go and get the other side, Randy Gregory. It's a no-brainer. And now I got two guys who changed the complexion of this defense. I trust them wholeheartedly. Randy Gregory needs to get paid. This is the year we've always thought Randy Gregory could have. If you know, if it wasn't for COVID or some of these things, who knows what you know his numbers could have been and his injury. But man, Randy, when he's out there, he is a bona fide game wrecker, and I, I feel real good about my two picks, honestly. Uh, first of all, to put a, a cap, maybe a nightcap on Tom's uh, answer, Cowboys win. Tom says Tom is loaded on eggnog. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hey, uh, it is what it is. Cowboys win also says Randy will get paid. Tony, I think we are all hoping that it is by the Dallas Cowboys. Dan, your thoughts. Are you pissed that Randy did not make it back to you? Uh, well, a little bit because that's uh, that's who I was targeting since uh, J-Ron's off the board. <laughs> but um, I uh, – but I don't know. I'll tell you if I'm if I'm pissed after Aiden makes his pick. Okay, uh, Sturge, you you called this. You were the Mel Kiper of this exercise. Ta, 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 ta. Um, you, or you know, you said this was going to happen. You know, you said he's going to get both ends. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. Tony's list looking pretty stout right now. I mean, in Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Must be what's in the red cup. You know, ah, nicely done. Okay, well done. Uh, just so everybody is aware, so we're staying on track. Uh, Tony's picks are, in fact, Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. So good for him. Aiden, you took Amari Cooper in the first round. Who are you going with your second pick and why? I'm going to go with the guy who was a defensive player of the year candidate before the recent weeks. I'm going Drayvon Diggs. I feel like that's somewhat easy. I mean, Leading the NFL. Who in side? Inter- Somebody side on this. Who 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 side? That sounded like a phantom side. <laughs> oh, oh, Danny's Danny side. I, okay, Aiden, state your case. I oh, mean, Danny was uh, an exasperated side. I see what's happening here. Okay, okay, go go for it, Aiden. I mean, what is there? What he proved last week is if he wants to play tight coverage, he can absolutely do it. He's going to be opportunistic. Completely change the complexion of the game. I mean. Look at the Patriots. That's that's what I'll say. Look at the, the Patriots game is so much more different if Trayvon Diggs doesn't get that pick six late in the game. And so, I mean, what else? He's played every game. He's consistently showing up, making plays, playing tight coverage against Terry McLaurin, zero receptions. I mean, it was an easy pick for me. Yeah. Um, first of all, the, the reason this exercise is fun uh, is, is, as Cam notes, it is the best part is that they all play on the Cowboys defense, right? Like we're, we're, we're making fun of Tom for J. Ron Curse, but the reality is every player here is on the team that, that we all care for and love. Um, Aiden, I will challenge you. Not that I disagree with the pick, but Diggs has been, I don't want to say inconsistent, but of the superstars. And I realize we're, you know, we're deeper into this exercise. He has had his, you know, his moments, I guess, is, is a a nice way to put it here. So, I mean, do you feel like this is part of the value of this pick? Do you, are you are you willing to overlook that? You know, because the conventional Cowboys fan would say, "Well, he's hit or miss." So, how can you trust hit or miss? I mean, that he's he wasn't anybody I was considering in the first round, but I mean, you can only get so consistent as a player before you turn into like mm. Micah Parsons, who is showing up every week, and so like. Every player is going to have his down weeks. And sure, Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs had a couple of bad games, but point me 
to a game where he's like really like, oh, Trayvon Diggs, he was an absolute liability. They couldn't throw it to him. They could. They, he wasn't defending anything. That's all I'll say. Okay, that was a good defense as well, and good job by you. All right, so, Dan, so far this second round has gone Dalton Schultz, Randy Gregory, Trayvon Diggs. You took Zach Martin with your first-round pick, and you got to be strategic here. you got to take somebody who you think Sturch is going to get because he's got two picks coming back the way around. So where are you going, Dan, and why? No, I mean, I know recency bias is a big thing, but, I mean, I can't believe that we have all fallen out of love with – Dak Prescott. I mean, I still trust Dak Prescott. I mean, I I'm not letting him go any further. So as bad as things have been, uh, I mean, he's going to lead us to our Super Bowl. When it happens, it, he's going to lead us to our Super Bowl. Now, I, I believe that Dak's going to get right, and um, he's without question my pick. That's the big sigh right there. What is your um, response to the people who are saying you picked Dak so that your two picks would rhyme with Zach and Dak? Um, that's, you know, I like to rhyme my picks. I would say that's maybe 5% of it. Mm. Um, All right, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned it, Dan. Is it more, does it say more about us as Cowboys fans or about Dak that it took until the ninth pick for him to go? No, it says it says more about us. Um, I mean, because I mean, the first part of the season did happen. I mean, we're not just talking about this as if the games from the bye is our season. So we and also other seasons have happened. Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. I mean, does anybody not agree with that? I mean, he's a great quarterback. He's not playing great right now, but I mean. We can't forget about how good, you know, he is. I'll tell you what, and this is one thing that we're really not even talking about, is when he does get right, what is this going to mean? Because right. defense is good now. So, I mean, we we all know that we live and die with, with the play of Prescott, but when he gets himself right, it's going to be a great time for, for Cowboys Nation. Tony, um, sorry, Tom, I am sorry, but with the exceptions of Tom's picks – are you surprised that anybody else went ahead of Dak Prescott? Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, Amari Cooper, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Trayvon Diggs. No, I understand that. I think each panelist had a you know a, a valid point to each and every one of them. Um, I I thought it was unrealistic that he would get back to me in the third round, but Dak Prescott was who I bullet pointed in the top. You know, my third round pick, and to think that he went where he did, it's I I think it is a little recency bias, right? Because I do trust Dak Prescott. I do. I do think that he's somebody that until this point, we could lean on him to be the only one that seemed to get the the ball rolling offensively, you know, to mask the defense's issues that have been there for a few years. So I'm not really surprised because of the way the defense has been playing. And this year it just happens to be that, but I think it's great value for Dan. All right. Uh, congratulations to you, Dan. You got a compliment from Tony Catalina. Everybody in the world is looking for that. Uh, Sturch, you got two picks. So, you know, you're the first one to complete their set here. Uh, you've got Micah Parsons. Where do you want to go? Well, I mean, we've been talking offense and defense, but respectively, both ways, except for the picks of Tom. And I'm not knocking Tom's picks. I just think where they were picked. I, I love Dalton Schultz and I love J. Ron Curtis. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's just where they were picked makes me a little uneasy. However, um, I'm going to go, uh, we're talking Dak Prescott. We're talking to Mari Cooper this season. 
has been up and down because of injury. But there's a guy I trust on the Dallas Cowboys oh, no. for, oh, for no. a long, long time. Don't do it, Stitch. And I'm going to pick Ezekiel Elliott as a guy that I trust in the long stretch. When this weather gets colder, we are going to absolutely need the running game to get going. And when I say get going, I mean all sur- like all surfaces of this running game, meaning pick up the blitz, meaning catch the ball out of the backfield, meaning just go to bat for your guy. Last week, Ezekiel Elliott earned more respect. I've always had respect for Ezekiel Elliott, but when he literally went up to another lineman and tried to fight him for Dak Prescott, that's the guy I want to trust. That's the guy that I want in my little, you know, my my team here, my war room. That's the guy I want. Ezekiel Elliott will get it right. He's he's already showed a little bit more burst. We've talked about this on multiple podcasts. There was a couple, a little bit more burst in this last game after the 10-day rest. I think that gets even better. Does anybody disagree with this pick? You can raise your hand if, if you if you want to. Aiden. Aiden does. Aiden, let's go. Well, can let's we wait to my second pick or no? <laughs> no, we're, we're finishing the second round. Sturge, we're tying a bow on the round, you know? I I think it's a – I trust Ezekiel completely. I just – I don't know if, like, taking Tony Pollard there. Like, I think at this point, to consistently gain yards, I, I think I'd – Trust Tony Pollard a little bit more than Ezekiel Elliott, but I mean, you're splitting hairs, so you're not uh, going to believe. Hey, 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 Aiden, you're not going to believe this, but I got another pick. Oh, <laughs> Nicholas Azadian says good defense of the pick. I'm okay with it. Um, you did defend it rather well, Sturch. Um, the second round here, uh, it went in order. This started with Tom, uh, Dalton Schultz, Randy Gregory, Trayvon Diggs, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, who does anybody want to say who they think the best pick of the round was? If it wasn't your own, Any, anybody, anybody particularly proud Randy, of or Randy jealous Greg- of somebody's pick? Randy Gregory, Tony. All right, Tony. Tony won the round. Good for you, Tony Catalina. Okay, so this is our final round. Everybody's going to put together their final piece of their triplets, their three Dallas Cowboys that they trust the most. We've been drafting, obviously. Uh, so, Sturch, you have Micah Parsons, you have Ezekiel Elliott. You are all Big Ten. Where are you going with your final pick, and why? The guy that every time he steps on the field, there's there's a big play, ability, big play, explosive plays. Aiden just alluded to it. I'm a big running backs guy. I'm going Tony Pollard. I'll take two running backs here, okay? Because Tony Pollard, every time he steps onto the field, he's a game changer, okay? The defenses, for whatever reason, it's been 13 games already, and except for the one he just missed. So 12 games of Tony Pollard, you still can't figure him out because when he's on there, he's slick. He's explosive. He's the best complimentary back in the game right now. There is not another running back that can come in off the sidelines as your RB2 that is better than Tony Pollard right now. Some can argue that he's that he's RB1. I don't go that far because I think Ezekiel Elliott does a lot more, you know, does the blocking better, does different things of the running back position should be able to do. He does that better. Tony Pollard is my guy. I'm rounding out. Micah Parsons is the king of our defense, and that running game will dictate how good the passing game can go. So give me Zeke and give me power. You know what, Sturge? I think this is the best value pick. All due respect to, to Tony's pick of Randy Gregory. I mean, to get Tony Pollard this late, uh, given where, you know, obviously Tony has has come and been and, and what he's done so far this season. Nicholas does say old school, two running backs, one linebacker. I love it. So you are kind of, you know, tried and true football type of pick. Uh, I believe Blue 365 Sturge says plantar fasciitis is scary, though. Does that fact? Because, again, the, the exercise is who do you trust? Mm-hmm. Does, this, does this scare you or is it a matter of, 
hey, it's it, the third it, round. I got to pick somebody. Well, no, it's a slight tear, right? And I think that being that Tony Pollard was almost a game time decision, I know he wasn't a game time decision. We kind of got the like the illusion already, or the idea that he wasn't going to play based off Edo Smith signing, based off calling up Hardy. Like we, the, the writing was on the wall that that he wasn't going to go. But down the stretch, he's going to get in there. He'll fix it in the offseason. This is the kind of guy that you want on the field. The Cowboys know how valuable he is in whether it be running back, kick return. You know, like so there's a lot of different things that this guy does well. And I think that, you know, look, everybody takes a shot at halftime if you need it. You know, it's it's there for you. There is pain management. This will get done. Tony Pollard will still be the guy uh, that he's been all year. Sturch in the lead for best group, I think. Uh, Dan, you have Zach Martin, Dak Prescott. Um, I don't think there's another name that rhymes with that, if I'm being totally no. honest with you. But, you know, I'm sure you've tried uh, to come up with one. So where are you going? So I'm going to go with the guy that everybody thought was going to have the big breakout season this year and just tore it up in training camp. And while that breakout season hasn't happened, I still think he's playing at a high level and – my pick's going to be C.D. Lamb. Okay. I mean, he is a hard player to trust right now. That's I think yeah. we, we all love him, but we all have a difficult time trusting him. Yeah, I know there's been some drops, and but, I mean, when you look at what else is on the board, I still think that he he's earned my trust, uh, you know, more than some other guys. So, I mean, C.D. Lamb is still, you know, an explosive receiver, a, a big playmaker, so – and I think that once our offense gets a little bit figured out, that Lamb's going to – I mean, he'll be the guy that everybody's really happy about down the stretch. Tom, uh, about a month ago when we did this roundtable, we we talked about Cowboys who have kind of been the most disappointing so far this season. And um, not to shine a light on myself, but I said – you know, and I did say there was some context that was necessary relative to expectation. I threw CeeDee Lamb's name out there. He has not turned into the 88 god – that as Dan at, at training camp, it was like it's happening. It's 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 taking off. It's it's coming to fruition. That has not happened, and that is pretty disappointing, Tom. Yeah, it it, it is because we were we had such high hopes, and the visions of the 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 trio of wide receivers going out there and dominating hasn't happened. You know how much of that is is Dak struggles, how much is on on the player? I don't know, but yeah, we we really were looking for more this year. Mm. Uh, well, all the best to CD. Let's uh, let's see him prove everybody wrong. Let's see him make Dan the genius for landing him in the third round here. Okay, Aiden, you are up next. You have Amari Cooper. You have Trayvon Diggs. So you've got a wide receiver. You've got a DB. There's still a lot of interesting options out there. Uh, where are you going to go to round out your particular three? Yeah, this one I was really hoping would get to me in the third round. I'm going to take a guy that includes Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, Trev, Trayvon Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence. I'm gonna take Dan Quinn. If I'm gonna, Ooh, I'm gonna say a little bit that of a cheat. This is, a, this is a oh, it's, look it's at making Dallas up Cowboys. rules. It's which Dallas Cowboy do you trust? I'm Aiden. I'm gonna put it to a vote uh, whether or not uh, this this is allowed to pass. Uh, I, I, I I think we should allow it, but he has to play. <laughs> that's a great point um don't get me wrong man don't get me wrong if if that was the case we'd all say dan quinn is the reason why a lot of this stuff has been going down so if that was allowed i think he would have been a 
uh, early second, late first. Okay, so he wouldn't fall all the way to third. You you just tried to like sneak in an offensive lineman and like have him report as eligible and tried to throw a (laughs) touchdown to him, and like everybody's wondering what the heck's going on. Uh, I applaud the effort and the endeavor, but I'm going to ask you to reconsider and come up with somebody who puts on a uniform uh, when the Cowboys play football games. All right, I. I, I'm it, a, it, I, you had four votes against you. What, what do you, you know? Sorry, I know, here. I know. It said Dallas Cowboy. Okay, I, I, I was kind of expecting this. I'm going to go. I'm going to hesitantly say Tyron Smith. I'm not. Since we're going for the rest of the year, that's what makes me hesitant. But the rest of the year does include playoffs, and depending on how many playoff games there are. He's going to be playing in them, presumably. I don't know if we have an update yet. We just know he's not going to play next week. When he's on the field, he's right next to Zach Martin as the most consistent player week in and week out. He's not going to allow anything. So the issue is that he doesn't have the, he doesn't consistently stay on the field like Zach Martin. And so there's a reason he fell to the third round. I'm going to take Tyron Smith. I think he's the second best lineman we have, and he has been one of the best for so many years now, just trouble staying on the field. So that's who I'm going to go. Since you guys didn't let me take Dan Quinn. (laughs) Sturge, it was pointed out earlier in the exercise that this is uh, an exercise of who do you trust, not who's the best. Do you think Aiden panicked because we didn't allow the Dan Quinn thing? Do you think that Tyron's a fair pick? Again, the word trust is a very difficult one to associate with Tyron Smith these days. I don't uh, listen. I said it on my Twitter in, in most of my 1,000 tweets during a football game. I said, next year, you draft left tackle because you can't trust the health of Tyron Smith. He is, when he's on the field, he's one of the most dominant left tackles in football. He is a Hall of Famer. I think you're going to put a jacket on this guy when it's all said and done. But unfortunately, I can't trust him to stay healthy every time he hits the ground. Every time. I hold my breath. And I said, please get up. Just please get up. Like, you know, like. That's that's alarming. So it's very hard to trust him pound for pound. Yes, he's the he's the man. He's he's actually a first rounder if it's skill wise, right? He when he's in there, he's the man. But to to trust his health, um, I think I think Aiden panicked a little bit. I think he uh I think he uh you know he felt the gun to his head and he said, Ah Hideki Matsui. If anybody gets that reference, that'll be great. But he just basically said Tyron Smith on a whim, like just quick. It's we're, at a, we're, we're deep in this exercise. I mean, we're, we're this is the 13th player picked. You know, you're starting, you know, you don't have 13 players that you can totally sleep well at night, uh, which means you don't have 14. Uh, so, Tony Catalina, it's going to be tough for you to uh, come up with somebody. But your first two picks make your, your overall group shine a, a whole lot. Who you got as your final pick, Tony? So, either y'all are going to understand my point or perspective on this, or I'm going to get smoked for it. So, I'm saying Brian Anger. I trust this guy, right? I was waiting for this. I mean, he's averaging 48.7 yards a punt, and he's had 17 with inside the 20. He's had a long for 63 yards. He's been consistent. He's a fossil guy. As far as trust goes, I'm about as confident in him as that he's going to go out there and flip the field and do his job as anybody on this team right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's top five at his position in almost most statistical categories. So, yeah, I feel full trust in Brian Anger. You know who actually really, really appreciates this? Pat McAfee appreciates this. For the brand, you're taking Brian Anger. I'm with it. You know what, Tony? There are three phases to the game. 
you know, and ju- just because you don't score points doesn't mean you don't have an important job. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows this. Brian Anger, you mentioned for the brand, uh, Sturge. Brian Anger is the source of Rich Eisen's Punters Are People 2 uh, line. It was the drafting of Brian Anger uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2012 that caused Rich to say that during awesome. uh, the draft coverage. Uh, so uh, interesting pick, Tony. You know, you got to get a little little interesting here at this point in the game. Uh, I do think he's very reliable. He's very trustworthy. That is the point of the exercise. Uh, so, you know. Hey, all right. Good job. Uh, Tom. Oh, Dan, you have your hand raised. I just want to know, can I trade for Tom's pick? Since he's just going <laughs> to pick. Do you think he's going to waste it? Anyway. He's going to waste Yikes. it right here and now? Yikes, Tom. This, this, has got the, been... this has got the making of Greg the leg more than anything else right now. <laughs> Look, I had Tom wrap Tom, it up. I don't, I don't need to tell you that you really need to redeem yourself here. No, uh, I don't. <laughs> so... I have no intention of it. <laughs> and uh-huh. I, I, but I do want to compliment Tony, because I was trying to figure out how to get Brian Anger into the conversation without making him my pick, because I think we need to acknowledge what he has meant for this team on special teams. But I'm going to go with someone who has missed some games and who is really just someone I trust and one specific thing, and that is if somebody comes after our quarterback, I trust Lyle Collins to have his back oh, and make a stand for him. Hey, it's Mr. Irrelevant in this draft, so I'm going for him. Tom, you have literally chosen a player who was so untrustworthy that the Dallas Cowboys themselves, the team that we are discussing and analyzing lowered him on their priority list and started Terrence Steele over him several times. Uh, you're right. He went after, you know, somebody in the name of, you know, defending his quarterback, which is noble um, in, in certain respects. Um, that Grade the pick, Dan. How, how do you feel about this? You were you threw up your fists when Tom started picking. I was hoping he was going to say someone else. Um, but I, I, uh, uh, no, I would think that that's Tom's best pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, X Siege says Tom's picks are good. So you've got some some fans. Uh, going, Tom, going you've around. got a crazy great burner account that's logged into YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, no, they're just people out there whose minds are as weird as mine. Um, we'll that is that. is definitely true. Yeah, Tom, he was suspended this year, <laughs> and you're, uh, I sure as heck trust him. Um, all right, so. I'm going to say, before we put all of the, the, the groups here up on, on screen for us to decide who had the best class, who had the best overall pick, if one of you would like to have a repick, you have to take one of your players off and, <laughs> and, and, you can, and, and you can pick somebody else, but you have to persuade me. You have to convince me why you are deserving of this. Aiden, are you, are you interested in repicking somebody? Who and what? Yes, please. Just because I, I did panic after the Dan Quinn thing. I know I still stand by that Tyron Smith's a pretty good pick. He wasn't the best pick in that instance, but I still stand by Tyron Smith. I will say I trust Oso Digizua so much more than um, Tyron Smith just because week in and week out, defensive interior players don't get a lot of love. But Osa has been showing out all year. And I know he, he doesn't have the sacks, but he's helping out in the run game. He's been my money yeah easily the second best yep second best rookie we have this year and 
if not for Micah Parsons, I think Osa would also be getting a lot more love. So I'm taking Osa Digizua. Um, Nicholas had been all throughout the chat saying, no, Osa, this is, this is terrible. This sucks. This is awful. Said, I'm disappointed. No, Osa just said, Osa is the man. Aiden, I will allow this because we need to give Osa Digizua some love. Anybody else interested in amending their picks? Tom, you <laughs> thankfully have your hand raised. <laughs> yeah, because the last one I did as much for fun oh. as for anything. You know, I just, the one I, you want I, just want, I just wanted to have a little fun with it. But just the last one. If, if we're going with somebody that you trust to be there to get the job done, to not get noticed in a job that when you're not noticed, it's usually a good thing. I would really say Tyler Biotish. You've been you've been singing his songs um, all season long, Tom. You've been kind of king of his fan club. Um, that's a better pick. I mean, certainly, you know, Tom. I I don't know. Um, okay, is every I'll, so that's your official yeah, third pick. Everybody else four. is everybody else is satisfied with their their picks. We're ready to put it to the crowd to rate, review, and discuss. We're all good. Okay. Speaking of rating and reviewing, everybody subscribe to the blog and the boys podcast network. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out. All right. So we will go in order. Dave Sturchio. And if you are with us live, please tell us your top three analysts in order. So your first choice is who you think did the best. Your second choice is who you think did the second best. And your third choice is who you think did the third best. You leave off fourth and fifth. Sorry, somebody and Tom. Um, okay. So here we go. Sturch, your picks were Micah Parsons, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tony Pollard. A very solid crew. You did have the first overall pick. Micah's really carrying this. You were very proud of the Zeke pick. You defended it well. The Tony Pollard pick was fantastic, especially as long as you had to wait. Uh, great job by you, Sturch. Dan Rogers, you had Zach Martin, Dak Prescott, and CeeDee Lamb. I don't think anybody's going to question your choice of Zach Martin. Obviously, he's been a pinnacle of trust for a long time, but there are some warts there that have developed certainly over the course of the last you know, year, two years-ish, so to speak. Dak Prescott, you're right. We're all prisoners of the moment. Um, we're all spooked. We're all scared. But that could really – that could be the lottery ticket pick, you know, of everybody's picks, obviously. That could make you look like a genius. CeeDee Lamb. Not really trustworthy this year. Definitely awesome. But, you know, if he's your worst pick at the end of the day, I think you're doing all right. Aiden Davis, you went Amari Cooper, Trayvon Diggs, then got the mulligan off of Tyron Smith after you tried to cheat and go Dan Quinn and took Osa Adigizua. This is a very well-rounded group, and you really sold a lot of people on the Amari Cooper selection. It was awesome for you that Trayvon Diggs fell to you in the second round, but you were picking at the best spot, so I helped you out. No big deal. Tony Catalina, you are the heavy favorite coming into this. The number one seed, you have Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and in the surprise of the century to some people, Brian Anger as your third pick. But the game, again, was who do you trust the most? Brian Anger is very difficult not to trust at his particular job. Tom Ryle, seriously, and in full consciousness, uh, full consciousness, excuse me, took J. Ron Curse first, Dalton Schultz second. And after amending it to take Lyle Collins out, settled on Tyler Biotish. Tom, I will give you full credit for the Tyler Biotish thing because, again, you have been uh, championing him all season long. Those are our three. Let's uh, let's take a look at how everybody feels. X-Siege has Aiden as their first overall group, has Tom <laughs> as their second, and Tony as their third. Oh, no man. love for Sturge. No love. For Dan, there is love for Sturge, however, from Nicholas, who went Sturge, Tony, Aiden. Uh, Dan, sorry, you are getting no love here. 
I bleed blue 365 says Tony number one, Dan number two, Tom number three. So Tom, you gotten a lot of votes here. This is all sympathy. Uh, I don't want to hear yeah, this. I think forever. we attacked him too hard. Uh, um, <laughs> let's see here. By the way, uh, Carlos says Tom framed to peer pressure on the OSA pick, although he is deserved. I think Carlos, you mean Aiden. Oh no, Tom. Tom was the one who no, Aiden took OSA. Um, so I don't know who you're chastising here in this particular moment, but is anybody noble enough to say, you know what? So-and-so had the best draft. Does anybody want to come to the defense of somebody else? A la Lyle Collins with Dak Prescott, Tom. Yeah. I. They, Tom, by because... the way, link link just gave you the number one vote. Tom, link went Tom, Tony, Aiden. <laughs> okay. I, I, to me, the fact that Dave got to pick first and got Micah Parsons, Micah has just been so incredible this year. I have to give him uh, props for that one. And, you know, I kind of understand his logic uh, on the running backs, especially Ezekiel Elliott, because that man's going to be out there unless they chain him to the to, to the bench that they ship in for an away game. <laughs> Good call. So, you know, I, yeah, that Micah Parsons just carries it. He's such a home run. Uh, I think that was a great, great. Yeah, I mean, Rope. it was obvious. It was just who could pick him, number one. Roboto Chan says number one, Tony, number two, Sturch, number three, Aiden. By the way, Carlos did uh, say uh, that he meant, um, you know, you, Aiden. So no worries there. Um, but uh, so, Tony, you're getting love. Tony, how, are you are you kind of surprised you're not getting all the love, Tony? Because, you know, after the Randy Gregory pick, it was like this guy's got this slowing up. No, because I mean, honestly, all my peers, they've, I understand their whole, uh, you know, all my comedy. peers. Look at you guys hear this. He's caping <laughs> to y'all. He's, he's already, you know, I, uh, politician here. <laughs> I, I would have to say, I would have to say, you know, as, as much as, you know, the, the punter pick, you know, Brian Anger, but that, that being one of the riskier picks in the third round. So if you want to, you know, there was a couple guys still on the board that nobody was giving respect to. Michael Gallup wasn't touched. Like, that's the kind mm. of guy that, like, you know, he wasn't on there. Uh, Roboto John was... just said that oh, someone well, should have picked well, Michael Gallup. If you would, hey, hey, honestly, if Tony would have picked Michael Gallup in the third round to stack with Tank and Randy Gregory, it's a runaway. But I think because of the anger pick, it kind of, it kind of, you know, people like Tony. I mean, Tony's a likable guy. You know what I mean? So I think that that's why people are are siding with him. I think uh, the I bleed blue guy, I might have like pissed in his Cheerios or something like that. He doesn't seem to like me very much. So I, I think that's why I think he's when I said the running back thing, he was just like, no, nope, no running backs in this draft. So, you know, it is. is. X siege, Tony, just so you know, said anger is what ruined it. I just said that. Uh, so, so that's a heavy word to throw out. Uh, Link Hellfield says Cedric Wilson when healthy. Nobody took Cedric Wilson. Did anybody give any consideration before I unveil our bronze medalist, our silver medalist, and of course our gold? Did anybody give any consideration to Anthony Brown? I'll say that I was mad Tony didn't take Anthony Brown after he's been championing, championing him oh, all year. Call he, him out. He had the opportunity to take him in the third round, and I was really hoping he was going to take Anthony Brown because that, yeah, it was a good pick, and I was hoping he was going to do it. Tony, how do you feel? You know, you, you didn't get, you didn't get your guy. It's been your dude. You didn't do it. Um, listen, I, I can, <laughs> I can put feelings aside here. You know what I mean? I can, I can, I can speak and think pragmatically. And you know what, Anthony Brown, I don't trust him completely every single game. I just think he's, he belongs there. He, he does his job, but you know, there are some, sometimes you're like, all right, well stop, you know, turn around him. Maybe, maybe turn around on this pass. 
Um, and, and, well, I was just going to say, in, in I believe Blue 365's defense, like he did say that both Zeke and Pollard are both banged up, so it's hard to be trustworthy. I, I totally, that's a good reason as to why they would fall in the ranks. But like, I'm thinking like down the stretch that they're going to get healthier. Nobody has this injury where it's going to take them out for the year. That's why I think at the end of the day, you need a running game for everything else to work. That's why I'm sticking with it. All right. We're ready. This is like uh, this is like the end of Mario Party where they like kick the people out and they're like announcing who's going to win. Dan, you have a point. Well, I just want to say one more thing. Um, I think if we did this thing two weeks from now, it wouldn't surprise me if ne- Neville Gallimore made the mm, list. Because, good point. I mean, obviously we got only have one game to work with, but it was a pretty good game. Mm. And, uh, and you know, this is his second year in the league, so you know, that's um, I'm pretty excited about what we might have in with Gallimore. So. Mm. Yeah, definitely an honorable mention. I would put Dorrance Armstrong in the honorable mention category as well. Um, so, you know, it's tough. You only get 15 guys. So we are ready to award our bronze medal, our silver medal, and our gold medal. There are actually no medals. There's no prize money or anything other than just general pride. Um, so glad that we all understand. The two people who did not medal will not be going to the podium tonight. Tom, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, it's okay. You know, and, and that's just, you know, I actually, I like the Dalton Schultz pick the least, honestly. I mean, cause I don't trust him. I mean, he also has some drop issues, you know? I mean, that's, it's okay. You know, it is what it is, but we're, we can always get back to Dalton Schultz being a King. We've all, I know Dan has been singing the Dalton Schultz songs forever on Twitter. Uh, so maybe Dan will make you feel better. The other person who did not meddle in my humble opinion as the host and the judge, the jury and the executioner here, uh, this might shock some people. I don't have Tony on the podium. Tony, the Brian Anger pick is tough, man. And the Demarcus Lawrence thing, I trust Demarcus Lawrence a ton, but the sample size is so small right now. It's not to say I, I look, I believe in him. I hate the people that, that, you know, cry about Demarcus Lawrence on Twitter, but I mean, you didn't even take Randy Gregory with your first pick. Randy should have been the first pick. And so, you know, the fact that you overlooked Randy is tough for me to get past. You know, I I was playing the long game. I understand what it was here. I knew what I knew what was going on. I took the choice. <laughs> you know what, Tony? But you know, we'll we'll have an after party. Everybody here, we'll all maybe you know we'll figure this out. So, that being said, uh, and shout out to Tom and Tony for being so gracious. The real crime was having a letter that began with the letter T. Uh, in bronze, Dan Rogers. Dan, I think your draft. We are. Definitely all spooked by Dak Prescott. You have the best offensive lineman on the team. You have the franchise quarterback who obviously should hopefully regain his status as one of the best in the game. And you have somebody who has the talent to be the best wide receiver on the team in CeeDee Lamb. Granted, he has been somewhat untrustworthy over the season. I think on an aggregate scale, you beat out Tony. Sorry, Tony. We, we love Brian Anger, but that really weighed you down as well. Um, Dan, your your thoughts? How you feeling? You bummed about bronze? You happy to happy to medal? Where you at? No, I think that you know with um, you know the the stock of Dak Prescott right now that I'll I'll take bronze. Um, but you know I think that you know in time we might come and look back at this draft and said you know what this was this was one one great draft. So um, it's uh, you know I, I just. Uh, you know, let us let things play out. Mm. All right. Anybody have any thoughts before we hand out our gold medal? Does anybody, do you want me to announce who won gold? Is that what we do here? Like, or do we announce silver and let there be an awkward moment? Like how, do, how should we handle 
<laughs> no, nobody has any thoughts. Who should win? Who sh- Dan, who should win? Sturge or Aiden? It's just between those two. That's the, yeah, that's the um, game. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. See, it's, it's kind of unfair with, with, uh, you know, Sturge had the, the, the top pick and, um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Sturge. Tom, uh, Tom, who should win? Yeah, I'm, I've already made my case. I give it to Sturge. Tony, who should win? I know who really should win, but <laughs> if I had to pick these two, <laughs> I'm going to go with Sturge. Clean sweep. Oh, you know, now, listen, uh, uh, history has said, and according to Troy Dudley in the chat, RJ is going against the board, so the panelists all picked me. So this is just me. This is a layup here. Our gold medalist this evening, Dave Sturchio, everybody. All right. Tom set it up. I mean, he had the first overall pick. And that's, guys, pay attention because if you shine early in the chat, you get the points, and that puts you in the lead for what's to come. All right. It's it's a long game. Tony, you want to talk about playing long game? You were sleeping at the wheel to start things off. Maybe you could have the first overall pick. But Sturch, <laughs> it's so impossible to look past Micah Parsons, one of the very best players in the National Football League. I know I gave you a little bit of grief for the Zeke pick, but I mean, if there's one dude on this team who's going to die out there, it's obviously him. Tony Pollard with your third pick. Yes, the injury scares us, but that's really the most untrustworthy thing of your entire group is Tony Pollard's injury. And so I think top to bottom, you got it. Aiden, your thoughts on uh, on on the silver medal before Sturge, you know, takes his place as the rightful winner here. Your your picks: Amari Cooper, Trayvon Diggs, Osa Diggs. You have three great contributors, just not as good as Sturge's. Yeah, what I'll say, I'll actually, I think Tom deserves. I'll, I'll sorry, it's not Tom. My bad. I'll, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I meant I want to give Tony an my honorary silver. I'll because I do think he had a better draft. But I will say, if you had let me take Dan Quinn, I then would have put myself in goal. Well, yeah, that's like saying if I would have let Sturge take three Micah Parsons, nobody would have had to pick. I mean, you know. So, um, Tony, do you do you feel like you should take a silver medal? Do you do you accept? You know, I don't hate. I don't take handouts. I lost from the panel, <laughs> so that's it. I appreciate the sentiment, but I got to take my loss like a man. I, I believe Blue 365 says Tony deserves the win. So you do have some support there, Tony. Sturch, your picks, Micah Parsons, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tony Pollard. Congratulations to you, sir. The anthem of Dave Sturchio playing in the background as everybody watches in approval. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel real good. Uh, I feel surprised that Tony didn't medal. Uh, that was, I understand the anger thing, but man, you, you guys know, are all you know, angry. Listen, we haven't, how many times did we want to like, nobody picked Tony in their draft either. Just saying, I mean, well, I just, you know, again, I'm just trying to be, you know, as nice Chris, and gracious as I can in speech for you. All right. <laughs> so my acceptance speech is that Micah Parsons is, is, is undoubtedly, the number one overall pick when it comes to guys we can trust the most on this Dallas Cowboys team. Because, look, going forward, we're going to go on defense as Micah Parsons goes. Where he is on the field will be accounted for by every single opposing offense, which is going to make everybody else better. I mean, it, yes, the stats speak for themselves. He's second every quarterback left and right. I think it was Simi Fajoko who tweeted out, he just got sacked on the team plane. You know what I mean? Like nobody's safe. So like it, it is a running joke that he's getting to everybody. But again, he's made this defense completely complete for the first time in a long, long time. We can actually get excited when the defense goes on the field. I know that everybody feels that same way. It's been a long time since we've you know, been able to feel that way. And as far as Zeke and Pollard, 
look, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in establishing the run, no matter how many times we mm. get on Kellen Moore for that's running gross, on first down. That's a gross way to put it. There, there are better ways to say that, Sturge. We'll get with you afterwards. A- Aiden will talk to you in two-minute warning. Okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is I would like to establish the run. I know that we run maybe too much, maybe on first down too much. There's a lot of things, a lot of contributors. Stretch, but don't, don't do this. I can always re-award this. I mean, lots of love, lots of love for Tony. So Micah Parsons is the best <laughs> linebacker defensive end in the league. So that's how I'm going to accept my speech. I'm going to do the old Aaron Rodgers thing, get myself a belt, and uh, walk away in the sunset here. Uh, on the subject, by the way, everybody listening or watching of Micah Parsons, we will have a special video on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel examining his case for Defensive Player of the Year. Aiden worked something up for that as well. Uh, so be on the lookout for that on Wednesday on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Um, I believe Blue 365 Sturge did say, you lost me on Establish the Run, LOL. That's yeah, funny. I feel I feel kind of like, Sturge, you just... You're the Cowboys beating Washington for me now. Like I feel bad about this. Um, you know, with that with that sentence there at the very end. You know what? Hey, Sturge, a win's a win. You know That's what? Not, you would think you would think on Cowboys Twitter, which is again, I've said it a million times, it's a very dark place sometimes. You would think on Monday morning that the Cowboys lost to the Washington football team based on how many people you, were talking. You know, you know what, Sturge, though? The nah. I make the rules around here. The gold medal goes to Tony Catalina because Sturch offered establish the run. How could you not? Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Brian Anger in the third, the great cherry on top. Tony, your acceptance speech. Sir. The great cherry on top, he says. Listen, I you know, I love when, you know, the good things happen to good people. <laughs> you just <laughs> and you know when you know you're gonna stay the course and things will come your way, and this is how it should have been at the end. And I'm not too prideful to say I'll take this win now. <laughs> um, congratulations to our medalists here this evening, Tony Catalina with the gold, Aiden Davis the silver, Dan Rogers the bronze. Uh, Tom, congratulations so, so- on, the, on the bright shining smile. Let, let the bet let the let the record show that RJ Ochoa doesn't think anything high of Micah Parsons going forward. Just so we're I love aware. Micah Parsons. No, 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 no. You already. I, I, I the hate the phrase "establish the, the run" more though. That's the thing. I mean, you know, that's that's you know. It, 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 by the way, X Siege really coming for you. Tom says should have been Tom. I mean, lots. You know, <laughs> tell your 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 best friend to get off YouTube. <laughs> we're, um, we're a weird little group out here. <laughs> Um, Okay, congratulations to both of our gold medalists. Dan, or not Dan Rogers, sorry, Dan. Dan got bronze. Uh, Dave Sturgeo, Tony Catalina. The the Paisans split the gold medal in the way it should be. Aiden, you got the silver. Congratulations. Tom, you know what? Um, You you win a, a... uh, a grill we'll give you a grill you know just to, to give you something you know we'll give you a complimentary grill uh it's coming your way it's shipping to you already so don't worry about any of that anybody have any final thoughts uh troy dudley says tom got robbed tom maybe you have some final thoughts <laughs> yeah hey what can i say you go you go for the weird and sometimes you find the weird and that's just how i like it uh, Sturch, the final however many words you want belong to you this evening. Make them good. Okie dokie. Well, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are headed uh, towards exactly where I said they were going to head a couple weeks back. I said, don't be surprised if there's a chance the Dallas Cowboys could still grab the number one seed. And all we need right now is to obviously win out, which is very, very possible given our schedule. And we need the Packers and the Bucks to slip up just once. Uh, and I believe that could happen in week 15 in particular, both teams. Um, given the status of Aaron Rodgers and given the status of 
Tom Brady in the dome, who knows? Maybe the Saints show up. Who knows? The defense is okay. But the Cowboys are in the conversation, and we've been talking about them being that they're the four seed, locked in. That's where we're at. I don't believe that. I think the Dallas Cowboys climb a little bit more. I think Dak Prescott gets right. I think Micah Parsons continues to dominate, and it starts this week with me in the house. That's right. Starts going to MetLife to go watch our beloved Dallas Cowboys kick the Giants' keisters all over MetLife Stadium. Uh, hit him up on Twitter if you're going to be there at Dave Sturgill. However, Sturge, we were kind of looking for like a walk-off line. That's sort of what this is about, not a, a big old spiel. But everything you said was sound and valid and, and deserving I, of merit. I don't, I don't know uh, how. I don't know how to do that. Tom, so. show us how it's done. Give us the final words to walk out of here. Tom Ryle, tonight's true gold medalist. <laughs> hey, the Cowboys are 9-4 and four and the future's ahead of them. Let's go. That's how it's done. We'll see you next time, everybody.